I was in the, you know, you keep hearing stories of great, uh, great flim flammery, you know, great, great, uh, great, you know, somebody, somebody really pulls a fantastic rotten deal. Well, I actually was present when one was pulled off. I was right there, and I was an unwitting dupe. Well, I wasn't really a dupe because I didn't have anything to do with it, but I was just there. I saw it happen. And here's what happened. I used to work at one time when I was going to school out in the Midwest. I worked in this big radio station. And uh, it was a, a big one. You know, it was a big local radio station. Big, big moment. They must have had three floors, four floors in this building, and maybe uh, like uh, 20 studios. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty big operation. And they had a lot of people on the staff. And I was going to school, so I got this, uh, they had a television station, there was TV and radio, you know, and I got this job while I was going to school, and the job consisted of me, I did a show, I had, I had a TV show, but about more than that, I used to have to come in on uh, Saturdays, and what I would do on Saturdays, I would do the commercials on this, uh, <laughs> on this Western movie, they had this thing called uh, Film Corral Time, or Corral Time in film or something like that, see? And uh, I dressed as a cowboy. Oh, I've done some terrible things in my life that I'm going to have to pay for one day. I just know it. So don't worry. You don't have to sit out there and boo and holler. But I did. And I used to come out and say, that the, the camera would open up. You, you wonder how I did that, Jerry? You never heard me tell about that, did you? Well, the camera would open up. See, this is a, it's Freudian, of course. You know that uh, there's large areas of our life that we just completely wipe out. We never discuss. Uh, in fact, you don't even remember it. It's a Freudian. It's an erasure thing. See, well, I, I rarely remember this thing. Except once in a while, when inadvertently I happen to be in a house, particularly on Saturday, when there is a television set on. I never turn a TV set on, you know, <laughs> unless there's something special to watch, you know, like a Yankee ball game or a Mets game or, you know, see Joe Namath or something like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, this, this generally, let's put it this way, uh, wastelands can be kind of interesting. See, I think the guy that said TV is a wasteland didn't know much about wastelands. In fact, some of the most interesting country in the world is a wasteland. You ever been out in the Black Hills? You ever, you ever hear of been out in the place they call uh, the uh, Badlands? You ever been out in the Badlands, out in the West? You heard about the Badlands, didn't you? Well, that's wasteland, but I want to tell you this. That's some of the most interesting real estate you ever saw in your life. Now, you can't grow radishes there, and you're not going to open up a, you know, a jazzy ski resort out there in the Badlands, but uh, maybe that's why they call it a wasteland, but it ain't at all. So I think uh, that the guy that said TV was a wasteland was uh, actually kind of bad-mouthing wastelands. I mean, really, because a wasteland is a lot more interesting than television. And so I don't, I don't spend much of my time. It's, you can't really call it a wasteland. To me, television is like a bowl of a lukewarm, almost cold, uh, instant oatmeal. No, it's not a wasteland, actually, you know. And, uh, but it's not a thing you're going to go 20 miles to eat unless you haven't eaten for seven or eight years before. Uh, so let's face it, I mean, you know, this wasteland thing. Uh, remind, this is W.O.R. in uh, New York. Now, wait a minute. Now, I'm not, I'm not referring to... Now, come on, you guys. Get it out. Uh, let's do a commercial here. When it's out to a commercial, I always say, you need tires, huh? You got some baldies on that tin can you're driving. Well, see the tire pros at your local General Tire headquarters for all your tire needs. From sports cars to sedans, compacts to two-wheel, three-wheel cars, king-size cars, General Tire makes all the tires you need and at prices that you can afford. And uh, by the way, they have a retread deal there that may be more your style. General Tire Headquarters has an inventory of retread tires at a fraction of the cost of many new tires. And uh, you may find that more felicitous 
There's something kind of, uh, uh, kind of sympathetic about a retread tire. I mean, you know, it's somebody's old friend. So uh, drop in at your local General Tire headquarters with a big red General Tire G. It's good for quality for, let's see, 457 years, going on to 58. It says, now let's see, you Brooklyn see Bruce at Gannon Tire, 2360 Flashwood Avenue. Flatbush Avenue, sorry. Let's see, Bruce. <laughs> let's see, we got, oh, we got two. How about that? That was copy number one. We'll do copy number two later. That's an exciting commercial. Where do you hear that one? Boy, we're doing them in uh, serial form now. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I would like to say here, we have given the break, right? You are in New York, of course. I would like to say before we get the too uh, far off the track here that, uh, that uh, you know, you get involved in this wasteland thing, and, and uh, there is no wasteland, really, that can conceivably be as dull as Saturday television. Uh, endless out-of-focus cartoons. You've, you've watched TV on Saturdays. I mean, you know that. In fact, I know one guy. I know I, I know one guy uh, who, who, whenever he wants to, uh, whenever he wants to uh, discipline his kids, you know, the kids cause a lot of problems and so on. Whenever he wants to discipline his kids, he makes them watch three hours of kid television on Saturday. He forces them to watch it. And I want to tell you, those kids fly right after that. It's enough to make your foot go to sleep. <laughs> Just sitting watching that jazz. But uh, nevertheless, on Saturday morning, I used to show up, see, and I was known as the Ranger. And then the, the announcer would say, off screen, there would be a, there would be this, this uh, terrible drawing. There's a drawing. You know how they put these cards up on television? You know, like, like you see them on Johnny Carson show. It's just uh, one moment, please, or more to come, you know, kind of stuff. Well, we had this card. It was such a cheap show. That we did not have any theme or anything like that. We had a card with a couple of bad-looking cactuses drawn out enough. Maybe it's cacti. Uh, it is cacti, correct? Cacti. Well, they were real rotten. You can't just... No, you can't glorify them with the term cacti. They were cactuses. These were <laughs> bad-looking. And uh, what they looked like was, was two thumbs sticking out of a pool table. Two thumbs with, with fuzz on them. You know, like with, uh, with stubble on them. <laughs> bad-looking cactuses. <laughs> I used to complain about that card. I think I think uh, the general manager's 12-year-old daughter was taking drawing, as they say out there, drawing, and uh, she wanted to draw something for television, so she drew these cacti. Well, here they were, see, and the, the music would come on, and uh, they had this uh, guitar music that would be my theme. It was going, da 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 You know that tune? da 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 Oh, it's bored. I, it, you know, maybe you're not aware that many people who do hack television are bored even more than you are by the program that they're doing. So don't sit there and say, look at that slob, look at that junk he's doing. He's, he's probably even more bored by it and has been yelling about the fact that it's junk for years. But there's somebody upstairs, friend. Anyway, boing, 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 and when they would hit that note, they would go like, like this. I, I, I just know, oh, it's still, you know, it's still in, emblazoned, it's, it's branded on my brain. We'd go, boing, 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 and they'd hit that note, and the announcer offstage, we also the staff announcer, would say, it's time now for the Ranger and Film Fun on Saturday. Boing, 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 boing. They were still with the theme, see? 
while I was dragged protestingly onto the set. Well, then the candle would slowly dissolve, and we had this uh, we had this plastic fence. It was made out of uh, polyethylene, or polystyrene. It's a bad fence. I don't know where they got this. You know, you can buy. Did you know that at Sears, Roebuck, and Montgomery Wards, you can buy plastic fences? Did you know? Ever seen them? Well, we had this plastic fence, and uh, the prop department. Yeah, you can actually buy a plastic fence. It looks like fake logs, is what it is. See? And uh, we, when we got it, it was sort of orange colored. The only one they could get was burnt orange in a decorator colored log fence. And so they painted knots on it. Yeah, they sprayed it with this uh, kind of, uh, you know, kind of goat vomit green paint. It was terrible looking paint. So they painted it green with these big black and brown knots, all the horny looking knots. See? And what it actually looked like, if you actually saw it on, on the screen, it looked like I was sitting on a dead uh, boa constrictor. It just didn't look like any fence. See? So anyway, I'm leaning back on the fence, and I've got this uh, this uh, cowboy hat, uh, which they had out of their, uh, they had this uh, little costume department. Actually, the costume department, you ever been at a television station, you see some really interesting stuff. They had this costume, I don't know where in the world, you know, where they got all this junk, but it was a closet full of just random junk, you know, for, for clothes. And all shows that required any kind of costume, like, uh, you know how they have to do these kid shows, like a married mailman or something. That was all, that would be pulled out of that stuff. Now, many a show would be decided merely because of what kind of junk they have to wear. Now, I guarantee you, the only reason they did a merry mailman show was somebody had this old mailman suit at the bottom of the closet, so they pulled it out, and they wanted to do, you know, they wanted to do something. Well, we got to do a mailman show. You're not going to go out and buy another suit, so do a mailman show. Well, why mailman? Oh, well, I've got a suit. Get out and do it. So, uh, anyway, I was the old, I was the old ranger, see, and they had this, this uh, crummy cowboy hat. It was a terrible cowboy hat. They kind of give away free at Philip 66 stations. You know, bad looking hat. And it was about two sizes too small for me. See, if it's too big for you, you're going to put it in the back of this. You know, this thing sat on the top of my head. You know, I always used to sit there and sit very, very, very straight. You see, or else it would fall off. So I had this, and they got a red bandana. Now, they didn't have the, well, they didn't want to spend any money. They had the money. Let's face it, they had plenty of dough. As a matter of fact, the entire building was made out of money. But they didn't put any of it in the shows, you know. So, so they had this this uh, this bandana, a red bandana. Well, how much does a bandana cost, huh? Figuring about twenty-five cents in a bandana, right? And uh, I tried. You know, somehow I wanted to bring a little taste to the show, see. So I tried to have them get a blue and white one. Thought that looks a little more, uh, a little more tasty. Nope, got this rotten-looking red and white bandana. So it's tied around my neck, cowboy hat, right? See. Now they didn't buy the rest of the suit. No way to buy a suit, see? So somebody says, listen, uh, we got to have some kind of, what is a cowboy? Why don't you get yourself, you, what's, uh, hey, you got any jeans at home? Well, not everybody's got some blue jeans, right? So I got the blue jeans, my own blue jeans, and they had this shirt, an old shirt, a checkered shirt, see, that had been worn by the Santa Claus, incidentally. We had a, we had a Santa Claus that came in over here, the Santa Claus, and he wore this, this big wool black and red checkered shirt, our Santa Claus. It was like Santa Claus at home, you know? And he had these big red suspenders and red pants, at that. Anyway, that was my cowboy shirt. It was actually a Santa Claus shirt, see. And scratch, boy, have you ever worn one of those shirts? They're like made out of old uh, burlap bags or saddle blankets or something. So it was a wool scratchy shirt. Had my crummy little Philip 66 cowboy hat on. I had my red bandana and my blue jeans. And uh, and I had, oh, you know what I wore for the shoes? See, they, you know, yeah, I had shoes because they picked me up lounging on the fence. You know, cowboys always supposed to be sitting on a fence like that, see. So I had these old GI shoes I had when I was in the Army. You know, these jump boots? Well, I had to keep the pants pulled down. I said, look like jump boots, see? So they look like boots, huh? 
I'm sitting there. All right. Well, they would they would open up the camera with the would pull back, and the the cactuses would dissolve, and the last twang twang for twang 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 they'd fade it out twang for twang 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 for twang 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 for twang 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 fade back, and there I am. With that at that point, the AD would hold up a card that said "Howdy, partners." You hold it up. <laughs> well, now. I knew that line. I knew that line for a long time. You know, after all, you don't have to have an idiot boy that says, howdy, partners. But he would hold it up, see, because that was his job. And, and we only did two live shows a week. There was me and the uh, the manager that would come in. And the, he did a show. The manager was, a, you know, basically a ham. And he would come on. He would do what he called his news commentary. What a joke that was. I'll tell you, uh, this guy this guy had about as much a grasp of news as my Aunt Clara. But he always secretly envied guys like Cronkite. So tonight, here's the news commentary with C.G. Bullard, the general manager of our station. Good afternoon, folks. That's <laughs> a nice, squeaky voice. Good afternoon, folks. This is Mr. Bullard, and we're here. And he said, you know, the editorial. That was the only two live shows we were doing at that point. So the A.D. loved to hold up cards. He dreamed one day of holding up idiot cards for Dick Cavett, you know, the cards that say applause, uh, that kind of stuff. So he'd hold it up, and I'd look at the card and say, Howdy, partner. Well, we didn't, obviously, that was the only idiot card they had. They had, well, I had other cards. I didn't waste them on my dialogue. <laughs> that was the only idiot card. So I'd say, howdy, partner. Howdy, yep, yep. It's the old ranger, the old ranger here. And we're going to have a lot of fun here today on Saturday morning. we got a lot of great films here for you. And I'll tell you, we've been sitting around the old corral here lately. We've been talking about, I wonder what's ever happened to old Roy Rogers. You ever wonder what's ever happened to old Roy Rogers? Remember old Roy Rogers and, uh, and that great horse of his? How many of you remember his horse? Now, what's the name of his horse, gang, out there? Oh, partner, what's the name of his horse, huh? No, 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 that ain't the name. Now, come on, what's the name of his horse? Now, that's a bad thing to say. He didn't do that all over the street. Now, come on, tell me what's the name of his horse. That's right, gang, it's Trigger. And this afternoon, we're going to see old Trigger. We're going to see Roy Rogers, one of his famous... Great roles. That time he just went out, went out there on them bad, them bad guys. But first, how about a, how about a little commercial here for Frisch's Big Boy? And now we come to Frisch's Big Boy commercial. See, that is the one we like to do. You know why? It was the only commercial on the station that we did live. It was a live commercial. And I'd say, yep, it's time for our Frisch's Big Boy commercial, partner. And I want to tell you this right now before we get started, friends, and all you partners out there watching the old the old Corral this morning. You're going to enjoy it twice as much if you're if you're sitting there eating a big old Frisch's Big Boy while you watch Roy Rogers chase them bad guys through that, that bad, bad town that you're going to see in just a few moments. And right now, I'm going to take a big bite out of this Frisch's Big Boy. Oh, ain't that good. My, you just pull this camera up real close here now. Come on, pull it up. Oh, ain't that. Look at that. It's 17 inches high. You've just got to have a shoulder holster to hang on to this one. Man, we here at the old corral when we're sitting around a chuck wagon. What do you think we have here? The Chuck Wayne, that's right, Frisch's Big Boy, with some French fries on the side and a little root beer. All right, I'm going to take a big bite. All right, take a big bite. See, they dial in real quick, and they see the catcher flipping down over my chin. That's oh, ain't that good. Oh, that's a Frisch's Big Boy. Well, we're going to settle back now here at the old corral. We're going to enjoy our Frisch's Big Boy. And while we do that, we're going to watch Roy Rogers and Dale and his, his wonderful horse, Trigger. And now let's see the first scene of today's Ah, uh, today, uh, what was that? I look over there, see, see what the name, I forgot the name of the picture. See, I look over the side, the wooden name, yes, yes, Riders of Tarnation Gulch, starring Roy Rogers and Trigger, 
And uh, Dale, and here they come. All the while, see, now I'm filming because they've held up a sign. They broke the film. Yes, Dale and Frank. Hey, uh, how about the, uh, just a moment here before we go on with that uh, gang here. And I've been on, it seems like I've been on now for two and a half hours, see. I say, all right, gang, why don't we sit back a minute here? Hey, did you ever notice, did you ever notice that when you hold on to one of them precious big boys, that you got to hold it like this. Now watch it, we'll take another big bite here. I'm eating the person's big boys and trying to fill. Then they would hold up and say, okay. All right, it's time now for the rider, the lone rider of Carnation Gulch, starring Roy Rogers. And then I'm going to Republic Pictures. All right, the film would go. Okay, now you know what I did Saturday. You know why you listen every night. To a person has, that has a deep vein of bitterness, right? <laughs> you do this for a while. You get a lot. You know what we used to do to shake them up, though? We used to have all kinds of groovy things that we would do to shake them up. For example, see, there was only just me there on the Saturday. Me and the AD and this cameraman, that is it. We didn't have the real director. There was no director at all, see? And, and there was a guy in the control room that did all the mixing and stuff, and he would, you know, he would string the films up. And uh, everything like that, he was, we had two film chains. We had one for the, you know, the Roy Rogers picture and the other for the commercial, see? And he's in there working away. And that was all that was in the, in the, in the station on Saturday. Yeah, he got, except for one other guy. For some reason, there was this accountant that would come every Saturday. <laughs> and, uh, he would sit in his office. I don't know what he ever did. But he was in there every Saturday, and he would leave at noon. Our great big show came out at 10.30 in the morning. Well, you know how Saturdays are, they're kind of milky. Around places, yeah, there's this kind of milkiness, and there's nobody. All the desks are empty, and the phones are quiet, and stuff like that. So old, uh, the old uh, ranger, you know, me. I got my hat on my head this this particular drastic Saturday morning. You want to hear what some of the things we did to shake them up though on that show? We used to have our own little things. You know, when you work, when you work at a job, I think this is true of any job. When you work at a job, after a while, the, the monotony gets to be so blinding. In many cases. But you have to do things to keep stirring up the pot. You know, I've, I've known of guys that work in an office for like 29 years, and all of a sudden, without any warning, they uh, threw a smoke bomb in the wastebasket and blew up the 14th floor. You know, I got it. I mean, just, it just starts to get you, you know? Well, we used to do this. You know, and, and see, I'll bet any money you have, you have watched television, the actual thing that I'm about to describe has happened to you. These pictures. Uh, these these uh, old westerns that we had, there were nothing but old westerns, and we had old westerns, I mean, the kind of stuff you'd never see. Did you know that uh, that almost every hillbilly singer at one time or another has made western movies? Well, we used to have western movies starring Jimmy Rogers, and uh, of course, Roy Rogers, and the Gene Autry, these are all these terrible westerns, and they would be shot in about two days. These guys would go out to a back lot someplace in uh, Pasadena, and they would shoot it in two days. Now, all the other stuff, like, for example, you know, the big, all of these movies had the same scenes in them. You know, there would be a big scene of a stagecoach. You've seen the stagecoach roaring along through the prairies, and this, this uh, black mass of horses with bad guys on them. Riding behind it. How many times have you seen that scene? And there's always a guy that falls off, and he gets down between the horses, you know. <laughs> You've seen that. Well, that it was in at least 50 of the films that we showed. That same scene. Well, now, how many times have you seen the scene in the bar when the, they start slugging it out? You've seen that one thousands of times, right? You've seen the one, how many thousands of times have you seen the one where the Indians suddenly appear up on the horizon, okay? Right, you've seen that one. So these are all stock footages. 
In other words, they actually are the same scenes. They're not shot again for the movie. Did you know that? They keep a great big library of that stuff, see? So these real schlock movie producers, you know, these guys that work out of garages in Hollywood and all that, they just have all this stock footage. And they, they shoot about 18 feet of live footage in the beginning, you know, where, where the uh, guy is seen riding into town. That's their star, see? And you don't probably see him until the last scene where he rides out of town, see? But in the meantime, they put all the stock footage together. They see the guys riding around, guns going off, fights in bars, the whole bit, see? Well, to, to shape, you know, shape up the pot. This engineer and myself would get together and we would take different reels from different movies and just interchange them. We would often, yeah, like, like for example, we would play reel two of uh, a Gene Autry movie immediately following reel one of a John Wayne movie. We would, and, and, and then we would follow it with reel three of, uh, of a Roy Rogers picture. We would then throw in reel four of uh, a Dick Ferran movie. <laughs> then we would throw in three consecutive reels of chases. And then we would end the picture. We'd go back to the original pictures. <laughs> Nobody ever caught. We used to mix them all up. See, see what would happen? Nothing. Nothing ever happened. In fact, the, the same engineer, he, he, he really he really started to get really sinister. And this was long before uh, Terry Southern and the black humor and all that stuff came about. He, he just did it. He would go back into the, while, while the film is running, while the film is going, see, and, uh, you know, engineers get, tend to get very bored. And uh, engineers generally have two things to talk about. Their vacation, the union, and uh, <laughs> how rotten the management is. Those are the three things, and they just exchange them back and forth. You know, it's a, it's a constant fuel, you see. Well, there's a, a fourth thing that they continually talk about, too. It's called uh, the schedule. Now, that's too uh, technical for you. Uh, they, they rarely, you rarely hear an engineer ever discuss programs. Never, unless to say one is rotten. That's it. And that, that <laughs> you agree? So uh, there's a whole routine. So this engineer got to be a very close friend of mine, and he uh, he was uh, like perpetually bored, like most engineers are, especially since he got the Saturday shift. That always rankled him. That that really bugged him because all the other engineers, you know, the real luxurious uh, high seniority engineers, you know, they always got days and stuff. So they they never worked on the weekend. So poor old Bobby's always on the weekend. Either that or working at 2.45 in the morning, repairing oscilloscopes, that kind of stuff. So he was constantly griped. So the only way he could get back against life and civilization was to do the following. He would take these movies. And, uh, you know, all, always the movies you see very late on television. He'd take these movies, like the Gene Autry pictures, or even more than that, the continual round of movies that star people like uh, George Raft. I mean, you see in the movies, John. Uh, there's this, this murky pictures that you see where guys are always driving these big cars around in cities and shooting out the back window at each other and stuff. Well, I don't know whether I should tell you this, because uh, probably the innocent are still around. Certainly I know the guilty are. But he used to splice right in the middle of a, you know, a tense scene in the movie. He would splice roughly eight to nine frames of a stag film. You just splice it right in there. Now, eight frames, now I could figure it out technically, how fast does eight frames go by? Well, the average uh, projector runs roughly at 16 frames a second, right? We'll figure out eight frames, how long is that? About that. Or roughly five tenths of a second, wouldn't you say? Five tenths? So he would just, just simply five tenths of a second, see? That is so...
guys were calling up their friends. Hey, take a look at Channel 7. They got the one on. You remember the army? Hey, whoo, they got it on. Look at Holy God. Fantastic lady. Thousands of people got up out of bed to watch the film. They were calling each other up. <laughs> it's an incredible scene. Hey, listen, we got one more spot. Jerry's worried about it, so let's do it. we got a general tire spot, and if you've got tires that you need, man, Go to your tire pro at your local General Tire headquarters for all your tire needs. This is copy number two. It's okay, Jerry. It is indeed. At a fraction of the cost of many new tires, they have great retreads. So you go where the big red General Tire G has stood for quality. I say it stood for quality. And by the way, in Newark, ask for Ben Robinson or Phil Pizzolato at General Tire Service, 857 Freemingshoisen Avenue. Okay, we've done it. Well. <laughs> Gee, and I never did tell you about the about the terrible crime that happened in that television station, did I? On that Saturday morning, when I'm sitting there wearing my uh, crummy cowboy hat, and I'm I'm the Ranger. Yeah, folks, glad you dropped by your corral. There it is. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's film. It's a wonderful film, wasn't it? With uh, old Trigger there. Do you like the way Trigger just went up and caught all them bad boys? You know, he went out and had, got after them. The bad guys just all by himself, you know. I don't know what the I don't know what the Roy Rogers would do without Trigger. Right, gang? And and Dale, wasn't she fine today? Yes, well don't forget next Saturday it's gonna be the old the old Ranger. I'm gonna be here eating them precious big boys. And don't forget you get it with French fries. You can like it with French fries, a little mustard on the side, a little ketchup, maybe some pickle And in the meantime, don't forget your old and then the A D would hold up a side that would say, So long, partner. <laughs> I'd say so long, partner. We'll see you next Saturday. Well, of course, this is WOR in New York. You stay tuned for Lester Smith in the news.